In this week's Big Ditka's Fantasy Football Podcast, we find out just how rich the history of the Dallas Cowboys is. Welcome to the Big Ditka's Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Big Ditka's Fantasy Football Podcast. Apparently, that's now becoming a bi-weekly thing. I don't know. It is what it is. Just trying to get through it all. So I'm really excited today because a few weeks ago, I met up with Fred, and he advised me that uh, one of the people we know through, through our network is a massive Dallas Cowboys fan, so immediately reached out and said, hey, Mark... Would you be interested in doing our fantasy football podcast? And he was like, I'm not in the league. Is that okay? And I was like, I don't care. I just want to talk about fantasy football. So I'm very very excited to have Mark today on the podcast. Mark, how are you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So we talked on the phone a little bit. You talked about being a huge stats nerd, super into football. Haven't played fantasy in a little while, though, or fantasy football. Right. I'm interested, I, I will say off air, I am interested in your take on fantasy hockey because uh, Fred and Pat and, and, and myself and a few other people in the office are in a fantasy football league. We've been doing it for, I'd say, about six years now. In those, right. in those six years, Fred has done nothing but auto-drafted and left <laughs> everything, and he has won three times. <laughs> oh, that's annoying. But I'm like, well, like, what? I don't. I don't. He shouldn't win. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Definitely, yeah. There's no strategy behind auto drafting. That's for sure. That doesn't make any sense, though. But like injuries, hot streaks, all that stuff, all out the window. He just now we're not playing like you're not playing head to head or anything, you know, similar to that. But still, Correct. you go. Yeah, it's just a stat thing. Do you play for your fantasy football? Is it head to head? Are you doing this? Yours? Yours is purely stats. All of the fantasy leagues, the, I've been in, in Yahoo, I've been in ESPN, and, and all the leagues I've been in, whether it's been baseball, football, or hockey, uh, have always been like the season-long, never head-to-head kind of thing. It was always just you know stat-based where you have the, d- the different categories and, and uh, you know, drafting, trading, keepers. You know, the hockey league I've been in, the Yahoo league, we've been in uh, with the same guys for almost 20 years. So it's, it's, been a good, uh, it's been a good league. The only thing is my problem is, I get frustrated because I get a little, I get a little antsy. So if even if I'm in first place, sometimes I just need to make a move to make a move, which isn't great in fantasy. But you know, sometimes you get in these leagues, and if guys don't want to make moves or too, they're too tired sitting on their on their teams, it makes it a little frustrating. But uh, kind of fun for sure. And the hockey is uh, is a great uh, it's a great sport as well. So, oh, I, I I mean, you're talking to the guy who I think every year does the most moves. I remember last year talking and saying like I, I don't know I thought I, I got really upset with Sony Michelle because in my head I had dropped him the week right before um, Rex Burke had got injured and then you know he had a great end of year and all that stuff and I had talked about it for three or four weeks on the podcast about how angry I was and then I looked at when I dropped him I dropped him after the first week and I thought <laughs> okay that's not fair <laughs> He had plug a little early, right? Well, I yeah, I was like, nope, he's out. Sony, you didn't go out. You didn't great. I, so I thought, no, okay, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be too rash with with plays like that, right? No. So now I'm trying to be a little, and it's funny because this year I thought, okay, let's hold on, let's hold on a little bit. So one of the guys I had drafted, Cortland Sutton, because I felt pretty good about him last year, and I thought, right. let's let's see with Flacco, and he goes out, and after. Two weeks, I thought, you know what? It's pretty clear. Emmanuel Sanders is the number one. I don't really want the number two on the Denver Broncos. So I drop him. And then he's been pretty decent since then. And of course, now Emmanuel Sanders just got traded. Just got traded, yeah. So I'm, I go, great. Dropped another one early. So, hey, what are you going to do? It's all about timing sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all have that story of that guy we dropped or didn't draft or, and then, and then later on you're thinking, Oh my God, what, what was it? Why, what was the hurry for me dropping that guy and somebody else picks him up and they, and they take off and run, run, uh, run with it for the rest of the year. Right. So, 
I try to focus on the guys that I drop and that do nothing and that, or get injured. And then I, and then I feel like I can sleep at night. So that, that's yeah. how I try. <laughs> Checks and balance. <laughs> exactly. Because otherwise I will lose my mind. And now the, the thing is too, now I have David Montgomery who really hasn't really done much. And, but I'm going, I, I can't just drop him for nothing. <laughs> So. Well, sooner or later, Chicago's got to start running the ball more than they have because, you know, Trubisky's been been terrible this year. So, I mean, it's surprising that as bad as their quarterback play has been all year that they haven't been running the ball more. Well, I'm I sure you saw the stat last week. They ran it seven times. Yeah. That's insane. And, and um, Matt Nagy, after the game, said, you know, oh, I'm aware. I, I know what, you know, I know we got to do a better job. And one of the other podcasts I listened to, they said, you're the one who can change that. Of, of all the people to Absolutely. complain, you're the only person who can say, hey, let's play more run plays. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I figure, you know, I, I would be the guy who would drop Kirk Cousins three weeks ago. And then, you know, he's been pretty solid for the last three weeks. And I'm also, I, I feel like this is Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins this week, this week he's going to have a shit game. That's what I say. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what he does. He well, can, he hasn't been consistent since he's, since he's been with, with Minnesota, that's for sure, right? Which is really, he's got more weapons in Minnesota than he probably really had in, 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 uh, in Washington. And he's got, he's got a defense, which takes a little pressure off the offense, but you know, it, it maybe took a couple of his receivers calling him out for him to to take a few more chances out there and uh, get some success. But yeah, I mean, he's up and down for sure. That's why definitely when you're, I don't know if your league you're allowed more than more than one quarterback, but obviously drafting a good backup quarterback or having having some uh, some protection behind there helps, right? So well, for me, I draft one quarterback because I got tired of trying to make the decision between the two. So I picked up Russell <laughs> Wilson, and I've been. I just find. I'm I'm constantly I'm constantly trying to decide you know which running backs do I play which wide receivers what are the matchups tight end you know uh, you know defense is it the right matchup and I, I just couldn't do it for quarterback and the problem with quarterback is either the week is is you know you you're either like eighteen nineteen twenty points which is fine above or you right. get nothing you know so yeah. I was like I, I can't deal with that level of frustration so I try to ride well, one. And the minute the minute you try to monkey with your quarterback, saying, "Okay, if I have multiple quarterbacks, and what do the numbers say on Russell Wilson against Cleveland's defense versus my backup quarterback against another defense?" The minute you start monkeying around, I find that in hockey too. You start taking a goalie in and out versus different teams because you think it's gonna it's gonna be better for you, you know, sitting them against a high power team. You're better off if the, if the, if you just average the numbers out at the end of the year, like a guy like Russell Wilson. Or, or uh, you know, some of the other guys, Patrick Mahomes, other than injury, you just leave them in there, and they're going to be, they're going to, at the end of the day, they're going to be great all year long, right? So, that's my hope, man. That's my hope. <laughs> <laughs> my hope for you too. <laughs> well, I appreciate. it. Send the good vibes, man. Send the good vibes. You got it. One one year in fantasy hockey, uh, my my goalie the first day went out, got a shutout, and for a second I thought, should I just? bench or trade the rest trade my goalies away and have you know the 1.0 save percentage the yeah uh, you know the the zero goals and i'll lose in the wins i'll lose but i thought wins yeah the win column yeah yeah and sure enough by the end of the year i i looked at it and said i should have just done that because i would have done better instead of mucking around with it but Hindsight, man. Yeah, stop messing. <laughs> well, on the league I play, and they have min games, so that you can't do. You can only do that to a certain degree, right? That's bullshit, man. You yeah. you let me you let me strategize the way I want to strategize. Why not? Why not? Twenty years of fantasy hockey. That's a good time. That's crazy. Yeah, and we did a lot of years of uh, fantasy baseball, fantasy football. It, uh, it's I love it. It's just you know it, it lets you play kind of GM for for uh, you know for your fantasy team and there's nothing more fun than that, right? Well, and it also, I, it makes, it, it gives you so much stake in the game because you're always looking, you know, going, come on, just, oh, I remember last year, uh, you know, I, uh, two years ago, I think it was, I had Des Bryant and he dropped, or he get, you know, he'd get, you know, even the penalties sometimes, you get a, you get a pass interference, you're like, God, fucking, like, let him catch the stupid ball. <laughs> yeah. Let him catch it. That should count. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
So I wanted to talk to you. All a like betting in Vegas, right? You get once you got some skin in the game, it makes it more interesting to watch. I can't imagine. I, I think you know. I'll, I'll be honest, one of the reasons that I, I pay so much attention. I, I'm not a. I've not been an NFL fan ever. But when I started, I, when I joined the fantasy football league, I said I'm not throwing my money away and started doing all the research and listening to the podcasts and. You know, so it's been a lot of work for me to catch up, and I'm finding like it's interesting to see how I go through the levels. At first, it was learning about the players, and now I'm at the point where I'm like learning about the coaches and going, okay, which which coaches are the ones who will have a bell cow back? Okay, that's I'm watching that yep. now. You know, so um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Beauty, so, that's the fun of us. So I had a good week last week in terms of winning, but I didn't have a great week in terms of my team. And uh, so you guys, you guys do head to head as well as stats too. Just head to head, just head to head. Oh, just head to head. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things uh, that that you know, one of the reasons that I didn't do a podcast last week is because last week I lost second highest point total in the league, but was playing against the Chris, who's in number one, who has been destroying teams. A few weeks ago, he had 188 points, and then last week he had 140, and I had like 115, and I was just so frustrated. So <laughs> this week I feel better because I only scored 71 points and I still managed to win uh, off the backs of Tyreek Hill and Russell Wilson. And uh, I had, so in, in running back, I think I'm, I'm kind of hurting here. I had carry on, carry on Johnson who uh, went down now on ER, IR. David Montgomery was playing for me. So that was a good minus one, minus point one points. Yeah. I went seven carries. Yeah. And I had Buffalo in defense against Miami, which I was really hoping they'd put up the 27 that uh, or the 37 that New England you know I thought they can match that they can get there come yeah. on and somehow Miami actually I looked at their Twitter yeah I looked at their Twitter account today and it was it's it's their Twitter account is is pretty sad because they're you know they're finding the silver lining and everything like less you know Devonte <laughs> Parker scored three touchdowns in three games that's really good and you're like yeah that's really good that's that's pretty good man all right you keep that up you know yeah only from only from Miami right <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> at least they got the good weather yeah uh, exactly and then they have a, hey. but you would have you would have assumed that that definitely Buffalo's defense would have would have had a few more turnovers against. You know, probably one of the worst offenses in the league, right? So, especially coming off the bye, that's what I was going. Uh, coming yeah. off the bye, having two weeks to prep against Miami, against a division rival like Miami, they're not going to hold back. They're going to go and kill these people. So I still yeah. won. I was okay with it, but man, I would like a little bit more. <laughs> I was one. You got more. a good defense, though. Buffalo's got a good defense. You got to like that. Yeah, I I feel pretty good. I picked him up. Somebody dropped him. I picked him up and. I'm going, yeah, I'm probably going to ride this one out for a little while. So, so yeah, so this move, I, this, this week I picked up uh, Chase Edmonds from Arizona. So yep. we'll see if David Johnson, if his back, because I think that now, I, I don't know if you saw it, Arizona signed uh, Zach Zenner. And uh, who did they sign today? They signed, um, oh, man. Uh, they didn't sign Alfred Morris, did they? I think they did. Let Might have see. been Alfred Morris, maybe. I thought I, 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 I just saw something recently about Alfred Morris, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, trying to find, got to find the news. Drew Brees plans to play against the Cardinals. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, quickly back. I mean, they don't even really need the guy as well as Bridgewater's been playing. I, unbelievable when you see him go down with a broken, broken, uh, I think it was a broken thumb or finger or whatever it was, you thought, geez, it could be in trouble, and Bridgewater's just steadied the ship and obviously shown some of the reason why the guy was such a high draft pick years ago, right? I know. I feel that's one thing I find so so tough with with football is you go, man, like, he's clearly good. He's clearly fine. and But he's just been playing backup. And you've got guys like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen and, you know, uh, that, you, that even, I mean, with the way... Trubisky has been playing, you go, it seems like there's some opportunity out there. And sometimes it just doesn't happen to them, you know? Well, and, and you said something interesting that, that I would suggest too, is that, is that sometimes it's a situation they're in, right? So even if you look at, at, at guys like Dallas, you know, a couple of years, you know, uh, Dallas is, is a product of a few years ago. Last year, they go into the year with really no receivers. You know, Jason Wynn retires, Des Bryant's gone. And, and Michael Gallup is their, is their, is their draft pick, you know, second round pick or whatever he was, but they really didn't have a 1A receiver. 
and he's got nobody to throw the ball to. So once you got nobody to throw the ball to, that, obviously that's going to affect a guy. Maybe not a guy like Drew Brees or or, or Aaron Rodgers who can who can make something out of nothing. But the rest of the of the mere mortal quarterbacks that have obviously last year, Dak Prescott struggled, right? Then they pick up, you know, a great number one receiver, Amari Cooper, and, and then roll off like seven out of eight wins, right? So sometimes it's that scenario of what what's going on with the team or if they make a move, you know. So what do you think in terms of in terms of that in that same note of what's going on with uh, with Cleveland and I mean Baker because that's been pretty rough, man. Oh yeah, he's been horrible. He's been absolutely horrible. I hate to say I kind of like it because <laughs> he's a loudmouth <laughs> that guy. So you, if you're gonna ch- if you're gonna talk like that, you better be able to back it up. And uh, yeah, I always subscribe to the theory that when you make that many changes in any kind of sport, you know, sport especially football is such a team game. You know, yep. and you've got to have all these guys that have to know the plays and they have to they have to get comfortable with each other and quarterback's going to know the route that this guy likes to run and does he like the ball on the left shoulder the right shoulder and and all that kind of stuff and and when you when they make all those moves with all these new players they're going to take a while to gel so the whole fact that they were saying oh cleveland cleveland you know one favorite for the super bowl it's like holy smokes i mean these guys are going to take a while and it doesn't mean just because they're talented that they're all going to gel together so i mean I think offensive line's a problem too in 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 Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you can't protect Baker Mayfield, who's the smaller quarterback, you know he's going to have trouble. But I, I really think that down the line, the last half of the year, I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to get better. I mean, I think he's only got one way to go, which is up, right? He's been he's been pretty bad for for a while here, but that should get better as the year goes along. You would hope. Well, and uh, you know, you hit a good point though. Also, of I find the same thing is true in 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 hockey. I mean, drawing the analogy, but in hockey, when when a key defenseman leaves the team, the first half of the season, the team struggles, and you can just tell they're used to relying on that guy, yep. to do his job. And now they're trying to figure out who's going to step up. So, I, I mean, I feel like the Browns will. I agree with you. I think they'll get it together. They'll do better. And I think Baker Mayfield is feeling the pressure of the hype and it's also totally. just Cleveland. So, you know, uh, it's kind of what they do, but I, I think he's feeling the pressure sure, of the hype yeah. and he's trying to make stuff happen when he shouldn't be. He's, you know, but like you said, the, the offensive line hasn't really been very good for them. And, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Cause I think, um, you know, who was it at the, at the start? Of, there were, there were, there've been a couple teams at the start of the year. They kind of looked and you went, Oh man, that's, that's worrisome. And they've, they've found a way to make it work. So, We'll see. Yeah, I think too when you when you get a guy that you know, uh, quarterback to me is one of the most cerebral positions in all of sports, and that they've got to know what everybody's assignment is. They got to know where everybody's going. They got to be the leader. And when you got a guy that's that's you know a young guy, fiery guy, you know, very controversial, very talkative, likes to brag. And then you got receivers that are and and, and running backs that that's kind of sometimes they're the way they are they're cocky and they're aggressive and that kind of thing when all those guys have those egos and and they're that outspoken boy that 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 could be a recipe for disaster in a lot of ways right sometimes you need that calming voice which a lot of times is the quarterback you know you look at Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers those guys are not real. You know, cowboys. They're those guys are are uh, you know they're leaders, right? And the the rest of the team uh, just kind of follows those guys. You know what I mean? Where where I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sold on Baker Mayfield personally. Yeah, they're very even keeled. Very, you know, matter of fact. Very here. This is what we're gonna do. And they totally. Aaron just... Rodgers looks like he doesn't even have a pulse half the time. He's just kind of <laughs> looking around. He, he looks up at the clock and he's running that two minute drill. Like he's done it a million times in his sleep. It's just it's just uncanny watching the guy, right? And that I mean that's something that's that's you know uh, if you think like last year and the firing of of uh, Mike McCoy, right? And and uh, man, all that and you go, oh, kind of looks like they did the right thing. Seems like it's working out for them. So yeah, they look they're looking pretty Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So let me ask so you. So far, so good. Let me ask you in terms of fantasy. Um, yep. One of the, one of the things that I struggle with is evaluating really wide receivers. How how yeah. how should I be looking at wide receivers? Because like I said, dropping Cortland Sutton, and I'm always looking trying to figure out and you know uh, target percentage. Are you looking at you know how much are on the offensive snaps? This is something that I always find that I struggle with is is figuring out which you know which wide receivers. You know, 
I, I've kind of given to like looking at the rankings and, and following that a lot more than thinking about it myself. Yeah. I, I find with wide receivers, it, it's, it's again, one of those positions there, there's, there, you know, a lot of times you've got these guys, they don't come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's usually they've got a pretty good pedigree. And, and I think that I always like taking guys that, in, in, in a lot of these skill positions that are guys that have done it before, yep. you know, to, to, especially early in early rounds of your drafts and stuff like that, taking, taking the guy that, that, you know, has pedigree or has done it before or something like that. And, and again, go to, going to Dallas is a prime example, even though Amari Cooper was having a terrible year or terrible year or two with Oakland, the guy had pro bowls before that in Oakland. And he was such a high draft pick that when Dallas made the trade for him, some people are going, oh, well, you know, what are they doing going after this guy? He, he's kind of, he doesn't have it anymore, right? Yeah. But, you know, different scenario, and you know the guy's got pedigree to do it, and he's still young, so it, it shouldn't just be a drop-off. So to me, I look at I look at consistency. I'm a big consistency guy, especially, again, early in the draft. Maybe later in the draft you start you start going after guys or, uh, you know, that, that um, uh, might be a, a new draft guy or something like that or, or, or a little bit more of a long-shot guy, a second-year guy that – you know, like a Michael Gallup that, you know, you, you can, guys can see some, uh, yeah, might grow, uh, explode, might, might, uh, yeah, some yeah. growth and stuff like that and potential or their circumstance if they're now moving up to, up to the number two slot or something like that. You know what I mean? So I, I really like when evaluating receivers and again, too, like you said, uh, again, the quarterback, right? Are they going to be in the situation they're in? Are they going to be get, are they going to be throwing the ball a lot? Right. Yeah. So are they going to be the number one option? Are they, are they going to be a team or even a team like Cleveland? Like how much ball is there to go around when you've got when you've got uh, two receivers Landry and and OBJ that are both going to want the ball? So you know you got to be careful on guys like that. How high do you draft those guys because now they're going to be split in touches probably, right? Yeah, well, exactly. And you can't throw the ball to one guy the whole time. And totally. so you know I, I find that's that's the I'm working on figuring it out, Mark. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not easy sometimes, right? <laughs> No, it's so frustrating. But that's the, there's the joys of fantasy football. When you get it right, man, goddamn, it feels good, right? Absolutely, no doubt. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about you. I got, I got a little drop here for us. Yes, we're getting to know each other. Oh, good times. I love that drop. Haven't played that in a little while. But uh, wanted to chat with you because, uh, as mentioned, Fred mentioned me you got to talk to mark mark is a huge football fan huge stats nerd and a really really big dallas cowboys fan how did you end up being a dallas cowboys fan i you know that's a good question i don't really know I, you know i remember you know the years that i liked the dallas cowboys i was it was the danny white era which you know was coming out of the out of the roger starback and like i was too I wasn't. I was too young to know the big those those years. They were really great with Roger Staubach, right? So when huh. when I got them, they were they were Danny White. And then when I really loved them was when they were like one and fifteen, and Troy Aikman was the quarterback. And and I think it was maybe you know back when I was when I was growing up, America's team was they were kind of hyped up back then. So they'd be on TV a lot, and I liked the uniforms and I liked the kind of the Texas attitude. And and then all of a sudden to see. You know the 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 Michael Irvins and the you know to see Jimmy Johnson craft that team from one and fifteen to all of a sudden being dominating and and winning three Super Bowls there or four Super Bowls it was you know it was uh, I don't know that, that was kind of they were on a lot of TV yeah, that was probably the main thing and and loved Tony Dorsett and you know Tom Landry I don't know it was just just I, I kind of fell in love with the certain players that they had and and uh, and ro- you like know, you felt like you were you were, you felt like you were on the ride like of, of- that that team growing and building to something, I can un- totally understand that. Oh, absolutely! And I mean, even now, you know, you, I, I talk about it with my friends all the time. Seeing a team like that and talking about fantasy football—that's what Jerry Jones is doing right now, right? Here's the owner of the team that played college football, but he's got no other pedigree in making decisions in football. And here's this guy as the president and GM of his own team. And even though they've had success, he wins a Super Bowl after Jimmy Johnson leaves. You know, that was still Jimmy Johnson's team. And yeah. ever since then, when he's really, him and his sons have taken over, they haven't gone anywhere. They, they won their first playoff game last year in, in I don't know how many years, right? So it's, he, I always joke that he's, he's you know, he's, the, uh, he's paid the most money for a fantasy football team of, on the face <laughs> of the planet, probably. <laughs> well, and it, I mean, you, you hit it right, though. The Dallas, the, 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 
the team itself, the the image, the history, all of everything around Dallas makes it such an interesting team, and makes I think it just makes a team with such high profile. And what I like about watching the the Cowboys right now is I find, you know, they they use their talent. You know, you got Ezekiel Elliott. Make him run the ball. Make him catch the ball. Yeah. Make, make him, you know, sometimes you see teams that have great players that they don't use, and I just never understand that. You got Ezekiel Elliott. Let him run, you know? Oh, uh, feed him the ball, right? And the other thing I find interesting lately with Dallas is more, you know, now you get into the, and, and again, it, it affects maybe fantasy a little bit in that, you know, one of the reasons that maybe Zeke and and specifically uh, uh, Dak Prescott are having some success is because they've got one of the best offensive lines when healthy, right? Yeah. So now all of a sudden on, on the business side of it now, these guys are all making $15, 17000000 million, and they're not going to, they've got three guys on their offensive line making over $15 bucks or in that ballpark. They're not going to be able to keep all these guys around. And it's all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's making them have to draft you know, their backup running back and stuff like that is a third, fourth round guy, right? So yep. it's interesting how it affects that, but it's, uh, well, I think that's you know, what... they've always had a big offensive line, right? They've always, always had a good running game. Tony Dorsett and Emmett Smith, and yeah. you know, it's kind of staple for the, for the Cowboys, right? I think that's what makes football cool to me is that the teams, you know, with the way the salary cap is all, all set up and things, the teams can, you can turn a team around. I mean, even arguably Cleveland, you know, three years ago, uh, they've they've sucked for a long time, but you know suddenly you go oh in in a few years they went from absolutely no hope to going oh maybe they got something even like Buffalo, you know a few years ago is like what is going on? They had yeah. a little bit of a you know a little bit of 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 good times, but it was you know so I'm interested to see what happens with Miami because obviously you know it doesn't get much worse than that even Arizona this year right I didn't think Kyler Murray would do. Like you talked about gelling with the wide receivers in the core and figuring yep. out the system, and he and had his, size, yeah. he had his whole clap issue, right? If you remember that when preseason he yep. was getting flagged for the his clapping, and so you go, yep. ah, we'll see. It's it's interesting so far. So well, I think the thing that again translates to fantasy too, which is great about football, which I like better than say hockey or baseball. You know, hockey you draft a guy, you know, uh, you're not going to draft a guy in your first couple rounds. You very you you know rarely it is you know, one of the first round draft picks, you know what I mean? You might like an Austin Matthews or, or guys like that. Sure. You might draft those guys early, but you know, a couple of years ago, like Nico, he sure, that guy's ir- irrelevant in fantasy hockey. Really? <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You said he's irrelevant. I picked him up this week. Oh, Mark. <laughs> oh, Nico, he sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Overall, I'm kidding. Like, pretty much irrelevant, really. Yeah, yeah. Point guy, right? But my point, you know, the point is, is that in football, you get all of a sudden, these guys are, are 23 years old. And and they're not they're, you're not they're, you know it's 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 not men playing with boys these guys are men playing with men so they can make a difference so much earlier so drafting guys even though I was saying I like in my skill guys I like drafting guys that I know have some kind of pedigree you know you, when you're taking a chance in football it's not quite the same as it would be in hockey because you know more of these first year guys could make an impact right yeah well even that even like you said a guy like Austin Matthews even hyped like that still he won't get drafted very early because there's still this feeling of, ah, we still don't know, you know, there's still a lot of, whereas in football, you've got a, you know, when you've got a a running back, a star running back who's coming in and you go, yeah, you can feel pretty confident about it, you know? Yeah. Like Saquon Barkley last year, the year before you knew those guys were going to be, we're going to have success. So they're, they're easier to take a chance on earlier in drafts for sure. Well, I didn't, but other people seem to figure (laughs) that one out. So I want to do, I got, I got some quiz questions about Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how many quiz questions I have, but I'm going to try to go through okay. about 30 of them. Let's see how well you know your Dallas Cowboys here. Hopefully I can get a couple of these right would be nice. <laughs> yeah, so we did this with the Bears. And, you're, you know, if you, if you listened to the episode with Mike, I don't know if you did, but if it, those who listened to the episode with Mike, he did pretty well. He only got a couple questions wrong. So let's see how you do. Yeah, so, you told me that. I don't think I'm going to be, I'm not, that's high, uh, a high act to follow, but I'll do my best. You'll be fine. So, all right. And again, it's multiple choice. So if you know the answer, just spit it out. But if not, I'll give you the multiple choices. So in what year was the city of Dallas granted an NFL expansion franchise? 62, 60, 64, or 58? And I'm happy. Expansion franchise was 62. What were they again? 62? 62, 60, 64, or 58? I'm going to say 60. 60? You heard the bell, right? 
Yeah, is that right? That is right. City of Dallas was awarded wow. an NFL fr- expansion franchise January 18th. What Dallas Cowboy was affectionately nicknamed Moose? Daryl Johnston, Jay Novacek, Leon Lett, or Larry Allen? Yeah, Daryl Johnston. Fullback. He was, he was nicknamed Moose by backup quarterback Babe Laufenberg. Because of his large t- <laughs> him, I, him I've never heard of, I gotta be honest with you, but he was he was the lead blocker for Emmett Smith for years. I love that name, Babe Laufenberg. The name yeah, caught that, on that, among Dallas fans. Handle. The name caught on among Dallas fans who would chant Moose whenever he made a play. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. God, I love that about football. What Dallas Cowboy <laughs> What Dallas Cowboy holds the NFL record for most passes to start a career without an interception? Tony Romo, Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, or Dak Prescott? I think it was Tony Romo. Oh, you're going to be wrong on that one, my friend. Oh. Staubach. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, indeed. 176 passes broke the 162 set by Tom Brady. Interesting. Even as a fourth-round draft pick, that guy came out. They really had no expectations of him either. <laughs> I think that, I, that, that is what I find, again, you talk about quarterback and opportunity and being the right situation, and you go, nobody expected. And, I mean, like you said, still this year, he's still going. He's still sitting in that pocket looking. He, I, he'll, he has to retire at some point, but how can you? He still looks so good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. How about nobody expected Gardner Minshew to have any kind of success, right? Look at this guy. Uh, it's interesting. That, that's the great thing when they can find those nuggets and these guys turn into something special, right? It's pretty cool. Gardner Minshew is one of the most special quarterbacks in the NFL. That is for damn sure. Oh, he looks like a 70s porn star, that guy, right? <laughs> you know, he's just taking his, he's like, it's my time. It's my moment to shine. Let's do this yeah, thing. Yeah. Pretty chill dude, that's for sure. Uh, who was the first Dallas Cowboy to win the National Football League MVP award? Bob Lilly, Roger Staubach, Emmett Smith, or Randy White? Uh, Bob Lilly. Oh, no. No. Emmett Smith, Roger Staubach, or Randy White? Good thing is there's no repercussions getting wrong answers. Well, then it, so then it's got it's to be Roger Staubach then. No. Oh. Wow. Oh, the NFL MVP. Randy White, Emmett, Emmett Smith, Smith. Randy White, really? 1993, Emmett Smith missed all of training camp and the first two regular season games. He went on to post over 1,500 rushing yards. You still there, Mark? My computer just went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I thought you said Randy White. I was going to say, geez, I didn't know a defensive lineman. He won the. So it was Emmett Smith in 93. Wow, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought Bob Lilly before that. 1,500 rushing yards, nine touchdowns. Nice. What Dallas Cowboy running back set an NFL record with a 99-yard touchdown run against the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football? Emmett Smith, Julius Jones, Tony Dorsett, or Herschel Walker? I think it was Herschel Walker. No. Oh. No? So go, with your, go with your second gut, Mark. So it was Tony Dorsett, Emmett Smith, or Julius or what was it, Julio Julius Jones, jo- right? Julius Jones. Julius Jones? Or Julius Jones, sorry. 99 yards against... And this is against the Vikings the on Vikings. Monday Night Football. It didn't say the year, though. No, it does not say the year. It was Monday Night Football. Yep. 99 yards. Was it, was it Jones? Let's find out. Nope. Oh, well, I don't know. Who was it? You tell me. Oh, Tony Dorsett. There you go. January 3rd, 1983. Okay. In, fr- in front of a national TV audience. Yeah, that's Monday Night Football. <laughs> Interesting answer. That'll do it. What player did the Cowboys trade to the Minnesota Vikings in 1989 for five veteran players and eight draft choices? Herschel, that was Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was the first option. Traded, true, they, did they say? Oh, to the Vikings. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, eh? a lot of draft picks. Eight draft picks. Whew. That was the that year. helped them turn that franchise around. That was one of the big. I think that was one of Jimmy Johnson's first deals. I think that's a pretty awesome deal right there. That's crazy. Oh no, kidding, right? Two thousand. The two thousand fourteen season ended on an overturned call of a completed catch by what receiver? Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, Des Bryant, or Jason Witten? Whoa, that is a tough question. Say that again. The two thousand fourteen season ended on an overturned call of a completed catch by what receiver? Oh, Des Bryant. Went up for what looked like a game-changing catch in the fourth quarter of the Cowboys' divisional round playoff game against the Green Bay Packers. Only have it ruled incomplete on review because of the Calvin Johnson rule. And it was a catch. Should have been a catch. (laughs) (laughs) What player holds the Cowboys' rookie record for tackles? 
Leighton Van, uh, Van Der Esch, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, or Leroy Jordan? I think it's Leighton Van Der Esch. The man, oh, do you know he was dubbed? Do you know his nickname? LVE. Oh, wait, it was The Wolf Hunter. The Wolf Hunter, that I did not know. That's, that's a name, man. You want a good nickname? The Wolf Hunter. He's a pretty good linebacker, that's for sure. What Dallas Cowboys head coach invented the flex defense? Bill Parcells, Tom Landry, Jason Garrett, or Jimmy Johnson? The flex defense. The flex defense. Yeah, this is tough. You're getting some tough. You were getting some. Jimmy Johnson. You were getting some very tough questions here. Yeah. Let's see. Jimmy Johnson. No, Jimmy Johnson. Nope. Bill Parcells, Tom Landry, Jason Garrett. Well, it wouldn't be Jason Garrett. It's got to be. It's got to be Tom Landry. See, this is why when they invent something, you should name it. You should have named it the Landry defense. Then it would have been Landry. Landry. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it would have been a heck of a lot easier question. God, get it together, Tom. <laughs> Jeez, which player holds the holds the team record for longest reception by a rookie? Des Bryant, Michael Irving, Ezekiel Elliott, or Drew Pearson? Longest reception by a rookie. Jeez, you are pulling out some tough ones there. Well, hey, I'm just going through the list, man. The, whoever, I appreciate that. I, I, I will tell you this much. Whoever put together the Dallas Cowboys trivia on this website is definitely a crazy Dallas Cowboy fan. They, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's for sure. I think you're, you were getting... The Bears questions mostly revolved around, you know, the 80s to now. <laughs> And the, no, that's not bad. Yeah, that's okay. This is really the <laughs> longest reception as a rookie. Yeah, so you got Des Bryant, Michael Irving, Drew Pearson, Ezekiel Elliott. Like I'm feeling bad for some of these questions. Like, whoa, Jesus Christ! I'll say Drew Pearson. Let's see. Oh, we're going. No, not Drew Pearson. Irving, Bryant, or Elliott? What do you got? Bryant. No, Elliott. Holy cow! Michael Irving. Can't be Elliott. Can he's a running back? Uh, Let's go, Michael Irvin. No, you went Ezekiel Elliott, and it was him. Really? In a 35-30 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, November 13, 2016, Elliott totaled 209 all-purpose yards, including an 83-yard reception, the longest catch by a Cowboys rookie in team history. Crazy. Well, that's, that, that's definitely one of the things about, about a guy like Elliott, right? When you got a dual-threat running back, those guys are money in, in uh, fantasy football, right? You know, last last week they played a. You know, they had a little one of the the little segments on him, and he just stared dead eyed into the camera while he did his little feeding motion. It was one of the creepiest yeah. things I've ever seen because he just stared. <laughs> he didn't like it wasn't like his mouth was open. And, you know, they usually do it on the play, and they're like, ah, oh yeah. He was just staring. Oh, going, he's, a diff- he's a he's a different dude. There's no doubt about that. He's his, got some uh, some screws loose up there. His cut off shirts and yeah. His, I love it, but I love. I, I, you know, I think, I think that's one of the things that I love about football too is watching the guys. They just love being like, yeah, I'm gonna look like like Gardner Minshew, like James Conner and his weird ass mustache. I think in haircut last year and stuff like that. It's so much oh, fun. Yeah, yeah some good personalities. That's for sure, right? I saw a clip today of James Conner was gifted a pair of gaming headphones from from Juju, and he ran around the locker. And I thought that was kind of weird. So I was like, I feel like he can just buy these. You know, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he's not, he's not, he's not ten years old getting enough money. Go buy your own beats, beats by Dre, right? Right, exactly. Which Dallas? <laughs> oh God, jeez. Which Dallas Cowboys draft pick caused a six-hour delay in the 1964 NFL draft? Bob Hayes, Roger Staubach, Leroy Jordan, or Mel Renfro? Huh. A six-hour delay in the NFL draft, 1963, 64. Best of luck, Mark. 64. You are getting these are crazy questions. Wow, you're killing me here, man. I, 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 re- I really should have brushed up on some of my Cowboys trivia. I did not so vet again, these oh, questions. Who are the names? Bob Hayes, so Roger Staubach, Leroy Jordan, or Mel Renfro? I'm going to say Leroy Jordan. No, not Leroy Jordan. 60 draft. I just saw the, I just saw the uh, 30 for 30 on, on Staubach, and I don't remember... I mean, he was coming out of the Naval Academy, but I don't think there was any drama about that. Was he on Let's go to, what was um, Bob, Hitler, uh, Hunter, what was, his, what was the last guy again? Bob Hayes or Mel Renfro? Mel Renfro. 
what the hell? Seventeen he drafted sixty four seventeenth overall. The selection delayed the draft for six hours while the Cowboys sent a doctor to check an injury he had suffered to his wrist. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe you want to check that before you draft him, right? You feel like they could have done a little bit of pre work, right? You would think so, yeah. Was he not at the combine? <laughs> but I love the idea of uh with the seventeenth overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys are where is are the Cowboys in the building? <laughs> Hold on, we just got to yeah, check yeah. on something. <laughs> Hang on, somebody, we got to find these guys. Where are they? In the bathroom. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> hiding out. Shut up. Just get this doctor. <laughs> what Dallas Cowboys cornerback led the league with 11 interceptions as a rookie? Deion Sanders, Everson Walls, Mel Renfro, or Charlie Waters? I'm going to say Everson Walls. Pro scouts thought Everson Walls was too slow for the NFL after he ran 40-yard dash in a disappointing 4.72 seconds. But they signed him as an undrafted free agent. There you go. Nice. Which Cowboy yeah, was the cornerback? Yeah, which Cowboy was the first NFL player to kick three field goals of 60 yards or more? Efren Herrera, Dan Bailey, Brett Maher, or Rafael Septine? It's just Brett Maher just did it the other night. Yeah, that's... Okay, again, whoever put this trivia together, Mark... Is a really insane the CFL guy, Brett Maher, right? Is he? He was. He played in the CFL. Uh, t- I can't remember which team it was, but when they dropped Dan Bailey last year, who was making big money, and and brought Maher, and they had a little thing on him and said he was in the CFL before that. So interesting. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Brett Maher. Blah 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 blah. What did he play for? Now uh, watch him. I'm probably I'm probably talking outside of my ass here, but that's I thought I heard that. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got to look it up. Uh, do, 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 do. He, a former kicker in the CFL, but it doesn't say where. Where did he play in the CFL? Where did he play in the CFL? I want to know. Somebody somebody who knows the CFL is... Yeah, he, I don't well, watch the CFL a lot, that's for sure. There's not too many fantasy leagues with the CFL, no offense. <laughs> well, they started it, and it's still kind of... It's, it's, they need... Well, they need that Atlantic team to come in. So he played yeah. for the Blue Bombers, the Red Blacks, the Thai, the Thai Cats... So uh, he's a classic CFL player who well, he played for seven of the eight teams that are there, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing that I like the coaches. Yeah, that's the one thing that I find tough with the CFL is you go. It's really hard to get really attached to a player because I think the only one was, um, oh man, what's his name? The quarterback for uh, for the 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 Rough Riders who uh, who went to who signed with Winnipeg as a free agent. And then retired before the season started, and didn't even acknowledge the Blue Bombers in his retirement. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty nice. <laughs> I remember that, but it doesn't surprise me. Oh, that was pretty amazing. Uh, who purchased the Dallas Cowboys in? Uh, who purchased the, Who purchased the Dallas Cowboys in 1989? H.R. Bumbright, Clint Murchison Jr., Bedford Wynn, or Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones. Let's see how much he bought him for. Almost immediately, he replaced Tom Landry, the only coach the Cowboys had ever known, with Jimmy Johnson, who had played football with. Uh, all right, there you go. How many? Yeah, cons- Arkansas, I think, yeah. How many consecutive winning seasons did the Dallas Cowboys have under Tom Landry? Eight, twelve, oh, sixteen, or twenty? Eight, twelve, sixteen, or twenty? I'm gonna say sixteen. Can you go sixteen? Nope. Nope. Not sixteen. Eh? Yeah, not 16. He, he was up until so about 89. Well, maybe maybe he was maybe he was 20. Wow, 20 wow. straight. That's a lot. That's that's a hell of a lot, man. 66 through 85, an NFL record that remains unchallenged. That's going to be a tough one to go against. They don't dress like him anymore. Remember he had the he, has, he used to have the fedora and the suit on and and you've got uh now you got these guys wearing hoodies on the sidelines. Well, like <laughs> it's a little, changed a little bit. Bill Belichick looks like you know he he look you'd think he might be a hobo sometimes. Oh yeah, no kidding. He looks like a guy should be mowing his lawn or something like that, eh? Yeah, but you feel you feel like with Bill Belichick, I I feel like he's probably one of those guys who there's so much is going. He he just I just need to focus. I can't think of what I'm going to wear. I'm just going to put this on. This is what I'm going to wear. I'm going to go out. I'm going to focus on the game, right? Oh yeah, that's for sure. He's another good 30 for 30. If you ever watch on NFL Films, NFL Network, about him, he's, he had a very interesting career. I, I'm interested to see if he, do you think, I mean, do you think he's going to be done soon? Do you think when Tom Brady retires, he's done? 
I don't think so. He seems to, to me, he seems like one of those guys that that's all he likes to do. You know what I mean? The, just the competition and the, you know, the, the, the drive he has to win. I, I don't know. I, th- I, I can't see that guy fading off into the sunset. I, I think he would see it as a challenge if Brady retires and he'd want to show that he could do it without Brady too, you know? I think so too. I feel like he would, I, I mean, especially with, I mean, the Patriots, they just keep finding, they find ways to win. It's crazy, right? So, oh, yeah. He is, as much as I don't like him, He's he's got to be one of the best coaches of all time. Well, it's tough because you could not like a guy, but like you said earlier, when you win to that point, you go, uh, when you win to the point of Bill Belichick, you go, you got to respect that. I have to respect that, oh. you know? You know, the, the other thing I say about, about the Patriots is, and I, li- I respect Tom Brady and I like him, but I think if you watch a, a New England Patriots game from start to finish, there's not too many quarterbacks that get as much time to throw the football as that guy, right? Yep. He sits back there forever, and their offensive line, I can't name anyone on their offensive line like that's, and they keep regurgitating these offensive linemen, and they just, they're, just, they're not paying these guys $20 million like the Cowboys do or $15 million. But those guys, they're unknown guys, and they just protect Brady like, like he again. He sits back there like he's got nobody coming at him half the time, right? That's what's crazy about the Patriots too. Is you go even even through the coaches. At one point, you go, oh, this coach will leave, and then and the coaches just seem to pick it up. They like it's. I've never seen an organization that's so next man up, and so oh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, absolutely. What, what Cowboys QB holds the NFL record for highest rookie passer rating? Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach, Dak Prescott, or Tony Romo? I think it's Dak Prescott. With a hundred, he finished the 2016 regular season with a 104.9 passer rating, the highest mark by a rookie in NFL history. Yeah, that's not bad. He's actually, this year he's at 102 and change. He's actually having a great year, even though, you know, he had a good start first three and zero, and then the next three games were, weren't the greatest. I don't think the the reason they lost over, those three games wasn't you know due to him necessarily, right? He's still he's still having a great year. He's third or third or fourth in passing yards and you know QB yes. rating. He's third or fourth, so yeah, he's QB. I think QB four now over Patrick Mahomes in the season in fantasy. So uh, yeah, he just yeah. needed money. That's all. He just needed money. He's no like, doubt. He said, "Oh, is that money? Oh, I can keep playing." <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna get his thirty-five million, which is insane. But who knows? Well, let's see when 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 Zeke gives him a pair of headphones. How excited he is! We'll see. How it goes. <laughs> right, solid gold headphones. <laughs> oh, I couldn't buy these myself. <laughs> what uh, what cowboy is the only player from a losing team to be named Super Bowl MVP? Mel Renfro, Chuck Howley, Bob Lilly, or Leroy Jordan? Leroy Jordan, Bob Lilly, Hunt, uh, Renfro, and who was the other one? Chuck Howley, the only player from a losing team to be named the Super Bowl MVP. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Bob Lilly. Nope, nope. Bob Lilly keeps growing me. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps coming back. Stop. I know. I'm not gonna no, use him anymore. I'll no faith. Him two or three times. Well, now the next time he comes up, he'll be the right answer, right? Because that's the way it goes. Let's let's try Mel. Let's try Mel. No, not Mel. Leroy wow. Jordan or Chuck Howley? I'm going to go Leroy Jordan because I don't remember Chuck Howley. Wow, so it was Chuck Howley. Don't, never even heard of the guy. <laughs> well, because it's from Super Bowl V. In spite oh, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wasn't even born yet for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, Talk man. a curveball. Thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> hey, well, what we're finding here is that the, the history of the 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 Cowboys is much richer than the history of the Bears. That's again for sure. There we go. I'm going to go with that, even though it might not be true. <laughs> well, what 49ers, one 49ers player caused an uproar by celebrating a touchdown on the large Cowboys star at midfield in Texas Stadium? Oh, Terrell Owens. T.O. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about that and going, I can't remember. I, I couldn't remember what, what team T.O. was on at the time. So there you go. I got my answer there. Yeah. In the 93 season finale against the Giants, what injury did Emmett Smith play most of the game with? A ruptured spleen, a punctured lung, a separated shoulder, or a broken wrist? Oh, yeah. God, what was that? It was 93. I want to say spleen. Nope. Oh. 
Not the ruptured spleen. His spleen turns out it was okay. Or he, <laughs> or when he ruptured his spleen, he thought, "I can't, I can't play anymore." Yeah, <laughs> he didn't care about the spleen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, what was that? Now I remember vaguely him being injured. Take a shot. So man. it was wrist. Let's try wrist. Broken wrist. No, not a broken wrist, which is probably a good idea. Separated shoulder oh, okay, or yep. punctured lung. Shoulder. Each of oh, those. no. It was the, well, I think it was the shoulder. Yeah, because he was in the... Yeah, they had him in a sling afterwards, I remember. Oh, God. That's got to suck, man. Oh, yeah. Those guys are tough, man. <laughs> yeah, but 168 yards, 10 catches. Whoa, geez. Uh, no, that's crazy, huh? That's a guy that wants to win. All right, let's see here. Which Dallas Cowboy left football in 1979 to pursue a boxing career? Bob Lilly, Ed Tutal Jones, Harvey Martin, or Randy White? Ed Tutal Jones. Oh, with a name like that, won the six right? bounces a heavyweight recording. Yeah, we got to You got to you got to make sure you're you're diverse in your sports. How that might have been the last year the Cowboys had a good defensive line. <laughs> well, they're not, they've done, uh, all right. <laughs> they've not done so bad this year. They did all right. They did. Wow. They did well against they're, Philadelphia. They're a bend, but don't break defense. They're not a pressure pressure the quarterback turnovers kind of defense, which is a little it's a little frustrating to watch as a as a fan, but. Uh, Oh, I feel no. they did pretty well against Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, they did. They, no, they did. They definitely stepped it up. And Robert Quinn, who they got from Miami, boy, he's, he was a good pickup. He's leading the team in sacks, so it was nice to – but now he's hurt, right? So. No, I did not know that. What does he have? Ruptured, yeah. ruptured, does he have a ruptured spleen? A punctured lung? spleen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How well, many, Smith can play through it. Who can't? How many years was Troy Aikman in the NFL before he finished a season with more touchdowns than interceptions? Interesting. Two, uh, one, two, three, or four. Sometimes they put these numbers two. I go two, one, four, or three. Just put one, two, three, or four. Yeah, That's I'm cool. gonna say two. We're gonna go two. Nope, not two. Go with your go. You got to go with whatever one you don't feel is is it. Is well, the key. or three. Let's go three. The button doesn't. Wasn't until 1991, Aikman's third year in the league, that he threw 11 touchdowns, yeah. 10 interceptions. He was he was one in 15 in his first year, so he definitely was throwing interceptions that year. <laughs> All right, here's a question that's not fair: How many pounds could Larry Allen bench press? How many? Oh, Larry Allen was massive. Wow. Well, what do you think? Five fifty, six hundred. It's not even on the table. Five fifty, six hundred, six fifty, or seven hundred. Holy smokes! Are you serious? <laughs> I thought, well, wow. Do we just go through them? Oh, Let's start at 750, seven, you said? 550, 600, 650, or 700. Let's say 600. Let's say 600. Nope. I say we go up. I say we, I say we start at seven. I say we start at seven. 700. 700. Oh, my God. That's, that's insane. insane. Holy shit. That's, that used to be seven of me. Oh my goodness, that's now, that's a lot of now it's less. That's a lot of weight to be bench pressing, boy. Can you imagine that? No, not at all. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Why my do you arms want to bench press seven hundred pounds a whole nother question. My arms would break. Wouldn't wouldn't bench at three hundred be okay too? Wouldn't we get wouldn't you be getting your workout at three hundred pounds? You gotta think of the intimidation though. Well, wow, it's true, right? Yeah. Tony Romo's first NFL pass was a completion to which receiver? Some of these questions are just not fair, Mark. The question before, how many holding penalties did Tyron Smith commit in his third season with the Cowboys? That's not fair. Yeah, that's crazy. One, three, five, or 15? I guess 15. No, all right, forget that one. Five. Five. No, one, one. Three. One, no. One. one. Wow. That's not He's a big fair. dude, too. That's not fair. So Tony so Romo. Tony Romo was probably Jason Witten. Jason Witten? No, he was one of the options. T.O., Miles Austin, or Sam Hurd? Oh, Miles Austin, maybe? No, Sam Hurd or Terrell Owens. I feel this is the trick one. Sam Hurd. 33-yard completion. Sam Hurd in a home game against the Houston Texans. His only other pass of the game was a two-yard touchdown pass. His was another good 30-for-30, Tony Romo, talking about how he came out on, on, I think it was with the last exhibition game of the season and uh, how he just dominated. and that They ended up turning to him as a starter just because of that. Crazy. I, I still feel like him and Andrew Luck, they're guys I feel, you know, that's so, 
it sucks to have a a career go down like that and and you know a career come to an end that's that's what i feel about tom brady is i, I want tom brady to retire cuz i feel he's going to get injured and then that'll be it and and it, you know tom brady's career should end on a high if you ask me oh 100% you know what i'm surprised he didn't retire after winning it last year i thought here you go you're 35 or 36 or whatever it is you just won the super bowl you know how hard it is but i mean hey i, I can't imagine that would have been the perfect way to go out but you know, because now what are the chances? Even though they got a great team, you know, well they're playing against. That That's one of the hardest championships to win, right? Yeah, well, and they're playing against the Jets, who are seeing ghosts and and you know can't seem to get it together. The Bills, who somehow are doing all right, and the Dolphins, like so. They, I think, part of it is that is they go, we'll be, we have, we have a number of games this year where we'll be okay. But yeah, well, it's crazy. It is, I was, yeah, I was saying to you, I, I was listening to, to Good Morning Football. And the guy, one of the guys, the announcers on there, actually, he's a pretty, uh, pretty good guy. But he was saying Peter Schrager was saying that he thinks that the, the Patriots have the best defense of all time. And I said, I was thinking, geez, if you, if you look at the games they played, they played the Jets twice, they played Miami, they played uh, Washington, and they played the Giants. So I mean, you can't, you can't be telling me that those teams have good offenses once they start playing the Ravens and the and and the. Uh, you know, the Chiefs and those type of teams, let's see how their defense does at that point, right? Well, that's, I mean, that's a, I, you can't deny what they've done so far. It's been amazing. But yeah, you go, you still feel there's, there's some teams out there that should give them, and, and even when they faced, uh, you know, when they faced some better teams, it was, you know, the, the, you know, the Jets there, like Sam Darnold wasn't even available. He's just coming off an injury, stuff like that, you know. Um, let's see here. All right, which player was nicknamed the Barbarian? DeMarcus Ware, Charles Haley, DeMarco Murray, or Marion Barber the third? Marion Barber, yeah. yeah. I, I I really would like to put together a team of all the seconds and thirds and see kind of what kind of a team I could put together with that. <laughs> Be interesting, wouldn't it? I would love to see that because I think I think you put together a pretty awesome team. Uh, what cowboy holds the team record for most consecutive games with at least one reception? Michael Irving, Des Bryant, Bob Hayes, or Jason Witten? Uh, Jason Witten. How many do you think it is? How many consecutive games with a catch? With at least one catch. It's crazy. I want to say 45 or somewhere in there from someone in the 40s. 130. Holy. <laughs> Isn't that that's, crazy? Yeah, that's a lot. That's Imagine that's like almost... Geez, that's almost ten years, like eight years in a row. That is, yeah, it is eight years. That's insane, man. Man, he is unbelievable. I mean, even even now, even though he's not getting as as many uh, as many targets, they still throw the ball. There's not too many wide receivers or even receivers in general that have the hands that guy. They just throw the ball to him anywhere near him, and he's going to catch it. You know, man. Uh, Okay, who was the first rookie QB in the history of the NFL to have ten consecutive games with a passer rating over a hundred? Well, I feel like we already answered. Eddie, Eddie LeBaron, Roger Staubach, Danny White, or Dak Prescott? Well, let's go Dak Prescott, let's probably. Dak Prescott. Yeah, I feel like uh, posted a... Pass- he, had the, he had the rookie record for yeah. passer rating, right? Yeah, we're, we're, getting, we're, we're repeating our questions now. The Dallas Cowboys' very yeah. first victory came against what team? The Giants, the Bears, the Steelers, or the Redskins? Let's say the Redskins. The Redskins? Not the Redskins. Oh, maybe maybe it was your buddy's Bears. Let's find out. Not the Bears. Steelers oh. or Giants? What do you think? Steelers or Giants? Giants. We'll go Giants? Nope. It is Steelers. Steelers it is. September 17, wow. 1961. 27-24. <laughs> what Cowboys quarterback uh, led, uh, led the team to their first Super Bowl victory? Don Meredith, Danny White, Troy Aikman, or Roger Staubach? Was either I'm going to say Don Meredith? Not Don Meredith. No. So was who were the other three? Was Danny White, Roger Troy Staubach. Aikman, or Roger Staubach? You know Roger Staubach? Well, Roger Staubach. Yeah. Let's do it. Led the yeah. Dallas Cowboys to the first Super Bowl win over who? Do you know who? Uh, yeah, Green Bay Packers, wasn't it? No, Miami Dolphins. Super Bowl oh. six. You know, the crazy thing about that guy is he did not become the starting quarterback until he was like 27 or 28. Crazy. Yeah. 
Like he was, he was sitting on the bench right at the pine. I'm trying to remember who the, who the starter was. I think it was Morton or something like that at the time. And they, uh, cause he had spent years in the military, right? So he mm-hmm. went out to whatever his service time was in the military for three years. And then after he got drafted and then he came back, right? So that's why he was sold when he actually became a starter it was interesting. That's crazy. I, again, like yeah. uh, quarter, that's uh, it's insane. It's insane. Just the the depth of of quality talent at quarterback and how some teams get it wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, Absolutely. yeah, no kidding, right? Oh my, who was the first coach to claim a national championship? Oh, forget that. No, forget that question. That's lame. That's lame. All right, I gotta, let's find out here. Uh, against what team did Emmett Smith become the NFL's all time leading rusher? Was it the Seahawks, the Redskins, the Forty ers or the Bills? All-time leading rusher. It was not the Bills. So you said the Seahawks, the Redskins, or... The Seahawks, the Redskins, or the 49ers? Uh, I'm going to say the Redskins. Let's go Redskins. Not the Redskins. Oh. It's always the same answers that get you. Redskins. I know, right? Yeah. Seahawks. Seahawks, let's find out. Seahawks, 11-yard gain against the Seattle Seahawks on October 27, 2002. And all right, here we go. Last question. Which player did Jerry Jones lure away from the 49ers prior to the 1995 season? Charles Haley, Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice, or Ken Norton Jr.? Ooh, 95. So, again, you said Charles Haley. Yep. Jerry Rice. Deion Sanders or Ken Norton Jr.? Wow, he it was I think it was I think it was Charles Haley. Not Charles Haley. No? Nope. Ninety five. Oh, sorry, ninety five you said, right? Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, that's gotta be Deion Sanders probably. There you go, man. There you go. See, we are getting caught up in these questions about Super Bowl like six and five. So I think it's <laughs> you're like eighty five. Definitely are hard on the brain. That's for sure. That's tough, man. That's tough. Uh, Jerry Jones lured all pro cornerback Deion Sanders away from San Francisco with their new shutdown corner. Dallas would go on to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers twenty seven to seventeen in Super Bowl Triple X. Fantastic, time, man. Ah, oh, how'd you like that? That was tough. That was yeah. That was great. I, I like that. I love those kind of quizzes. Those good. Uh, to uh, get some uh, feedback, you know, quiz quizzes that you don't know the answers to. Well, it's it's, uh, I mean, it's it's like I said, whoever put this quiz together, man, oh my god! Even even having the 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 question from last week, uh, this guy was clearly already going sitting there going, "Oh, I got to put this into the quiz." Yeah, no kidding. He's a keener, that guy, whoever he was. <laughs> he didn't even wait a week. He's like, no, no. And, and pissed off because he picked some questions that were going to make people sweat, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, he was like, he. well, this person wanted to know, wanted to make sure that he was the person who knew the Dallas Cowboys, oh, nobody yeah, else. No, yeah, true, that's for sure. Seriously, man, oh, my God. That was fun, though, man. Holy crap, I learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, that's great. I always look. I always re-listen to every one of these, and I'm going to listen back and go, "Oh my god, okay." Trying to remember some of these names. Holy crap! Holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> so that's you, a blast from the past. That's for sure. And for you yourself as a Cowboys fan, so you were saying last year you went to the playoffs. Uh, do you try to go down and do a game regularly? Is that like one of the things you do? Or that's is that... the only time I've been to Dallas. You know, it was funny. It was just kind of a last minute thing, and actually, seats were not that bad. And I'll tell you what, an experience that place is. Unbelievable! I, I I go to a football game generally every year, so usually it's it's Buffalo or, or Detroit or. But I've been to you know I've been to some other places like Miami and and uh, San Francisco and some of these other places. I love going to, to different stadiums and watching watching teams, especially if it's your team, right? That's that's oh, yeah. always great. Not that I can always see the Cowboys there, but we're going in a couple weeks to see Detroit and uh, and Dallas in the middle of November, so that'll be good. Nice, nice. So how big is that screen? <laughs> oh, it's massive. It's massive. You, it, it just, it just, I never, you know, you've never seen anything as big as that. And, and, you know, one of the other things they have that's really cool, if you ever go down there, uh-huh. so, you know, when you go to Buffalo and everything is, is tailgating around the stadium, right? Yep. In, in Dallas, they have the football stadium is outside in Arlington and it's near the baseball stadium. And they've got this thing called Texas Live that's, that's in between. And so there's tailgating, but it's not as big as it would be, say, in Buffalo, because most of these people go to the Texas Live, and it's like 15 bars and restaurants that are all interconnected by this huge, uh, like, foyer or, or entryway that's got, like, 
25 foot TV screens and all these bars lead into each other, like the Pabst Blue Ribbon Bar and the Miller Lite Bar. And they've got bands that go in there and there's basketball courts and cornhole games. I mean, it's awesome. It's open till like two in the morning. So you go in there after the game and it was my wife and I, we just sat, we didn't even sit. We had to stand for like 10 hours, but it was fantastic. If if you ever get down there, you got to go there. That's, that's, I mean, that's the one that, when you talk about the CFL and all that, that's that's what I find, you know, that's what struggles here is even, you know, some friends and I, we went back in university, went back, uh, went to Quebec City and went to go see the Rouge Or, and the yeah. tailgate there, those guys, like that stadium was a 10,000 seat stadium. The attendance for that game was 18,000. So that meant they were 8,000 people just wandering around the track, <laughs> around the field. Yeah. And they were just, you know, they had the, the you know they had welded football shaped barbecues painted red and gold and oh my god like the the fan and even like before the game they have a super fan who would do all the fans would go together and we got to go for the prayer and they would go all to this big post where the super fan would sit on top and say his pregame prayer and it was like this is this is what football is about like it's momentous you know oh yeah no it's an event right it's not it's not just the game itself everybody gets pumped up and you know it's it's uh yeah, I mean, there's so many great stadiums too in in the NFL that uh, and different vibes. You know, I remember New Orleans. I've been in there, and and what a different their 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 hot dogs were like beef with sh- you know shrimp on it, and all the different food you can get. And yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's like a it's a religion down in the states. That's oh, for sure. Oh hell yeah! Well, I want to go see the like the Falcons because I think their stadium has like the the cheapest concession concessions in all of uh, I think all of organized sport or something. They make it a point to have. Super, super cheap. And I'm like, that kind of sounds like fun. Because, you know, here in Toronto, you go to anything and it's, you know, $20 for a Coors Light, right? Yeah, <laughs> true. Well, so, Dallas is definitely not cheap, that's for sure. You go there and it, it is expensive. Everything is expensive there. But so to go to a place like Atlanta, other than you got to put up with watching the Falcons, right? <laughs> well, that's, you know, maybe they can invite two other teams to come in and play. <laughs> Yeah, right? Let's do an exhibition game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, why don't you get this other team in there? So, all right, There's man. An under. This This has been, There's... by the way, the longest episode I've ever done. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's fun. I love to, you know, I love talking football, and obviously, uh, hey, you and I share share a lot of the same passions, and uh, I'm happy to do it. It was a lot of fun. Hey, man, I really, really appreciate you giving up your, uh, your Wednesday night talks of football. I think I'll have to... I'll have to, you know, I have a pool of people who I can get back to, and I had a lot of fun doing it, so there's a lot. Me too, me too. Anytime, buddy. Anytime you want to talk, and the next time I see you at a, at a, at a you know, a corporate function, we'll make sure we uh, we get some football talk in. Hell yeah, you better believe it. I'm going to just start consulting with you for fantasy stuff, because I know you're itching for it, so that's sweet. <laughs> for sure. Hey, if you, ever, if you ever got a spot in there, you need another guy, I, you know, just let me know. For sure, man. Will do. I love you. We love people who are active, so I got to wrap it up before this thing ends up, but I'm going to thank you, Mark, for coming in. And everybody else, we'll see Thanks, you in either, either a week or two.